0: All listening to to the Spirit podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Spirit. I'm Beck, and I'm Steph. Hi, Steph. Hey, Beck. How are you doing today, Steph? Pretty good. Are you enjoying this winter weather?
1: No, it's not really wintry yet. Well, we did have
0: some snow the other day.
1: Yeah, at least it wasn't rain because we've been having. Some rain at times, but I I hate cold weather. But
0: I don't mind it. I like it because all of those ticks die.
1: <laughs> all the spiders, ticks, except the spider that was in your office the other day. Oh, that, that
0: was horrifying, running across the desk in the middle of our interview. Yeah. It was out to get us.
1: No, it wasn't. You <laughs> just killed it. Wasn't running towards you or anything. Oh, it was no. just crawling PETA's
0: coming after me now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't care. The only... Ca- Really? I don't know. They only care about the cute animals. No one says save the tuna because they're not cute. But it's save the dolphins because they're cute and intelligent.
0: I don't know. There are some people out there that are really insane about spiders. They think that you should take them outside, even if they're ginormous and have fangs and are coming at you like.
1: I look at animals in your house or like, like, wouldn't you shoot a person if you had a gun that was coming at you? if they come in your house shoot to kill no matter if they're bugs or people or whatever you just shoot them and kill them i'm with you
0: that spider's just lucky i don't have one of elon musk's uh flamethrowers Flamethrowers.
1: did you see there was a rapper or someone that was i don't know what the thing that he was doing or where he was it looked like he was in a city Mm -hmm. He was riding on top of some sort of truck or van, blowing a flamethrower, and he had to turn himself in because, I guess it must have been extremely illegal or something. Oh, well, yeah, I would think so. This isn't Vietnam. Yeah. (laughs) What was he doing? He was just, I think, enjoying himself on top of the the (laughs) van. I don't even know his name. Never heard of him, but they said, rapper so-and-so turned himself in after, and they showed pictures of him with a flamethrower on top of his van. It's like, wow, I wonder if that's one of Elon Musk's that he makes.
0: I mean, either that or it's a homemade hood one. What, have a <laughs> can of Aquanet or something? <laughs> with a big duct tape to it. <laughs> Before we dive into the show, I just wanted to say that in the interview I had with Mackenzie Grant, I got a little EVP. It came at the right time, the synchronistic time. I'm going to play that for our audience now. EVP work where I speak mm-hmm. to spirits through machines mm-hmm. or EVP work where I speak mm-hmm. to spirits through machines mm-hmm. or so Steph yes what is today's episode about
1: well I wanted to do it about one Saint Padre Pio another is this child mystic who had a very very unusual life Audrey Santo from the United States and also Gory which is in Yugoslavia. I realize how much controversy is behind every single one of these, and then I'm kind of recalling, like, yes, every holy person, every mystic that I've ever read about goes through hell, basically, because of who they are. And I think this isn't just for the Catholic people. I think this happens to all the people who have gifts in some way or another. Really, I wouldn't want their life at all. It's It sounds interesting to have, like, these Unusual gifts, but they suffer. They suffer a lot.
0: The warriors usually do suffer, don't they? I think they are warriors in a you know in a different way. So this episode's going to be controversial. Mystics.
1: Yeah. All right. So Padre Pierre, I'm going to do first because he's the oldest one that we or at least the oldest story. You're going to do, but not one? too old. Hmm? You're going to do him first. I'm going to do. <laughs> that is, you better out of that. <laughs> okay. So. He was born Francesco Forgione, and it's 25th of May, which is my brother's birthday, 1887 in Petrocina Benevento, Kingdom of Italy. And I, I think they used the word Kingdom of Italy back then because there was no Italian, unified Italian country. It was all kingdoms. Our government's actually older than theirs. We started in the 1700s, and they didn't have theirs until I think the late 1800s. And he wanted from his childhood to be one of the Capuchin friars, which are Francis in his town. And I've been to his town. I lived there for about a month. It's in these mountains. And uh, at the time, very isolated. Their diocese is the Diocese of Manfredonia, which I think is in Puglia. But I know they're calling it Benevento here, which I've been to a town called Benevento, but I didn't think it was nearby there. But I don't know. It's kind of deserty down there and hot. But then up in the mountains, it's nice mm-hmm. cool with a little bit of snow. He ended up in Petrocina and his attributes are the stigmata, Franciscan habit, <laughs> sacerdotal vestments. But yeah, he—he, he, I think he's the first priest in all of Catholic history that's ever gotten the stigmata. People have had it before, not a priest. He got it. So the controversy behind him though, there's a lot of people investigated him that made judgments on him that were negative. And so these are recorded. They have documents that he ordered some sort of carbolic acid or some sort of acid from a laboratory, and that's what he's using on his wounds. So he's not really healing, he's using... Yeah, he just puts these drops. But then the friars have a history of ordering this. They helped out with people's health issues. If there was, like, a flu or a plague or whatever, they would have syringes that they'd have to reuse, and that's what they used to sterilize them. So that's what they said. They said, no, this is for sterilizing the syringes. So going through Wikipedia... It's a really weird place to get information. I used to always think it was very reliable. No, anybody can go in there and edit. Yeah, and the, it, it focuses a lot on the controversies, but without giving the nuances or the, the balance of everything because there is definitely so many miracles attributed to him. Well, tell us about these miracles. Well, one of them, he has been seen like bilocating and he wouldn't even know it. They're like, we saw you, you know, definitely saw you somewhere else. And he's like, oh, I don't know anything about that. And he said he didn't know it. And like, is God using another person, another place just to have an effect? I don't know. Maybe. Well,
0: what if it was a doppelganger?
1: <laughs> Maybe that is a doppelganger. It's like you're bilocating. you're bilocating. But this is a trait of a lot of saints in the church that have had this phenomena happen to them. Actually, the religious order I belong to the head of the order. His name is Father Stefano Manelli. He's not right now. I, I think it's because of his age. And there was some controversy, another controversy within the order I was in, but it was after I was gone. His family was friends with this family. I think they lived down there. Friends with Padre Peels family? Yes. Okay. And... Father Minnelli, who's probably in his higher 80s right now. When he was a kid, he would sit on his lap and, you know, visit with him. And the family was really close with them. And they saw a ton of miracles. And the one thing that Father Minnelli told us is that his father was afraid he was going to get drafted into World War II. And this is nothing you can really find in books, common books, you know, or famous books. This is personal testimony. I only heard it from him. He said that um, his father was told by Padre Pio, who's Pretty accurate when it comes to psychic phenomena, you know, like telling them stuff and it coming true. He said, You're not going to be going into World War II. Don't worry. Well, you got drafted. I've been drafted. You told me I wasn't going. He goes, Oh, that's right. So, Father Manelli's like he's starting off his basic training, whatever he's doing. And all of a sudden, Padre Pio shows up with military gear on. a lot younger and he bilocated in a different form. And then he says, what are you doing here? He says, well, I decided to join you. I know it's bizarre. Like, it's a very mystical, and I don't know how long he stayed with him, if it was the whole entire time, but Padre Pio, he didn't leave Petrocini. He was there the whole time. In fact, what happened to Padre Pio, because of all the controversies, the Bishop of Manfredonia could not stand him. And supposedly, this Bishop of Manfredonia was also living a double life, which we hear more about that now, but back then... They really try to keep that you know? in the closet. It was kept in the closet and he was living a double life. And so the people were so upset that he put restrictions on Padre Pio where he couldn't leave the monastery. He couldn't celebrate mass. He couldn't do confession. He was basically could do a, maybe a private mass, but not a public mass. They tried to get people away from him. And so people were riding this Bishop's, palace because they were so angry like you stop doing this and but Padre Pio knew that he wasn't liked by him but he'd say no listen to the bishop don't worry about it. I'll be okay he was very humble about everything wait
0: a minute wait a minute we got to go back to the fact that he's in the army
1: yeah I know and I I, I wish I could tell you more on that that's what? all you I just know just leaving us hanging like did he serve his whole term that's what I wanted to know like I don't remember like imagine I'm in Italy I'm hearing all these stories and I'm hearing them in Italian and I'm trying to grasp everything that they're telling me so that's all I can recall is I know that he bilocated, from what I understand, he was there the whole time. He was in the military and stayed by his side. I'm like, that's pretty extraordinary. There's well, a... I
0: wonder how long that time in the military
1: was. I don't know. I hope it wasn't long. But So then one of the other miracles was a young woman from Sicily, a young girl, and her mother took her there to get her like, healing. She was born without pupils. Don't have her name for you, but you can definitely find her if you just look up the story. Is it all just like white eyeballs? I don't know what they look like because I never saw them. When I was with the sisters, they did four masses a day and we did the music. Music was awesome. I loved doing it. And I would do two masses and then some other sisters would do the other two for, you know, the music part. So we end up just walking out. We'd go out the back way like no people could go this in and out this way, only religious. So all of a sudden this uh, priest or friar, he's kind of old, yells out to us and he's like, you know, he's like, come back, I, w- I have someone to, I want you to meet, you know. Wait, what did he do? To come back, I got someone to do to meet. <laughs> yes, just like that. Okay. You just triggered about a million Italians. Okay. <laughs> so so we go back, and there's this woman with sunglasses, kind of old, and he's like, I want to introduce you. This is the little girl that Padre Pio. So this woman can see because of Padre Pio, but still has no pupils. And she told us, you know, she wears the glasses because her eyes look strange. We should look that up and see what eyes without pupils look like. Oh I'm my sure God. you can Google it and find what I've never known what that looks like. She was doing a radio show. She was just visiting San Giovanni because doctors still examine her and are just baffled. How can you see without pupils? Well, okay. Now I have to look. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Let me see. Oh, it looks like zombie. One looks like a zombie eye. Yeah. It looks. The better. other just look dark. Some look alien. Yeah. Ah, look
0: at this one. Is this real? This is way off track, but there's a galaxy pattern eye and then there's two eyes in an eye. (gasps)
1: That can't (laughs) real. Look at, oh my God. Everyone has to look this up. Google
0: strange medical condition is so rare. Some believe, and then it just is dot, dot, dot. Two pupils and irises in one eyeball. It is insane. It looks like a spider
1: oh god doesn't that- it so bad i wonder if they can can they see out of it are they blind or what's what's no do now i see amazing do they see like spider that's like, what i'm saying holy cow i met her i thought that was really amazing that i got to meet her i read a book by a friar that lived in that community who had passed away by the time i read the book but his name was Friar daniele or something like that and i remember reading that he had a near-death experience as Friar daniele what happened was he ended up in purgatory. Instead of going to heaven or whatever, he knew his sentence was purgatory. And he's like, I got to get out of here. He was really trying to get out of the state that he was in.
0: I wonder why he went there. What did he, he do?
1: Uh, I know this is going to sound very extreme and weird, but he um, saw why he was in there for so long. And it had to do with a disobedience in his community because he would go and buy stuff for the community. And he'd have spare change and he would give the change to the poor, which sounds like the most Christian thing you can do. What? But because he took money without permission. and it was like permission? Stealing. Is, in a way. But Come even though on. he was, yes, that's what he said, that he was in there for, he said he knew he would be there for a while for it. He had to be purified of this one small sin. I know it sounds horrible. Well, okay,
0: no, think about the saying God helps those who help themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But you never hear God helps those who help others. You never hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so all these people doing good for other people? You're going to hell
1: yep <laughs> at least purgatory for a long time purgatory <laughs> so then all of a sudden okay now this is very miraculous and the guy was alive after this whole thing so he wrote the book he saw padre pio in purgatory and then he's looking at padre says, what are you doing here and padre pio looked at him and said what are you doing here because apparently no one knew that this friar had died because imagine this is a long time ago There's wait no... whoa
0: whoa whoa
1: <laughs> yeah wait been <laughs> There's no cell phones is what I'm saying. You okay, know, like no, I get it. But like <laughs> Padre Peel is everywhere you want to be
0: like Verizon.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> he just popped. Is yeah. he
1: bilocating in here? He did. He went to purgatory spiritually. Okay. But Padre Pio didn't know he was being sent there by God. Padre Pio is not like a knowing, all seeing God. He's just a person. Mm-hmm. And then God whisked him away somewhere. You know, he was conscious of this one, you know, and he was sent to purgatory. So both of them acknowledge. what are you both doing here? He didn't know that Fry Daniel had died, even though he lives in the community. Something happened to him that it didn't reach the community yet. So he might have been on a longer journey and he was away. I don't remember the details of that. So he's like, you got to get me out of here. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'll pray for you. And this guy, Fry Daniel, woke from the dead four days after he died. What? In the morgue. He, d- he woke up in the morgue. They said that he was declared dead for four days. And he was able to go back to the community and write about his experience with Padre Pio. And they didn't say, you are a vampire. I know. Maybe that's how the the vampire uh, mythology or whatever came about. Was. It started in Italy, not Transylvania. Right. Another miracle with Padre Pio would be... I'm having such bad hot mm-hmm. strokes, I'm sweating. <sighs> <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. It does? It does. There's some... Storm. <laughs> Do you hear the storm? Nope, just the ceiling fan. <laughs> There's a story of Padre Pio and a ghost where he was in the chapel in their monastery and he saw a friar cleaning the altar and he didn't recognize him. He's like, who are you? And I'm friar so-and-so, blah, blah, And he realizes it's a ghost. And he was sent there. That was his um, purgatory. He was stuck in this earthly plane at the monastery. He had to clean the altars. And he said there was a fire here and I died in the fire and he says this is where I have to stay for a while until I think he asked Padre P for prayer or mass. He was able to release him. That's seems purgatory. so mean. Everyone's gotta pay for their uh for their sins. I in guess. the Catholic church. I know, everyone <laughs> I know, only the Catholics have to I guess. <laughs> I guess so because <laughs> that's insane. I know. It's hard to think about. To me, it's hard to think about. Because I'm like, I'm definitely going to purgatory after no, this guy you giving, are not. giving uh, change to the poor. Listen,
0: I gave away free boxer shorts when I worked at Big Dog.
1: Who'd <laughs> you give
0: it to? <laughs> a few friends would come in that were guys and be like, here, take a pair of boxer shorts. Oh, my God. Mm. So I'm going to purgatory, too. Because I gave away boxer shorts.
1: <laughs> and they didn't even need them. They just liked the logo. <laughs> I wonder how many years you'll have to be there for... For each pair of boxer shorts. Oh no, that's at least four. (laughs) One last thing with Pider PR. Remember, uh, one of the scientists or people that were constantly examining him and very much did not believe what was going on had said, I think you get the stigmata because you stare at the crucifix for so long that now it's imprinted on you and it's all like a mental thing. Like you focus on it way too much and that's what happened. It manifested in your body. It's nothing that's coming from God. And he told him, why don't you stare at a bull for hours and grow horns? That was his answer
0: for it. I had a friend that actually said that maybe listening to our podcast could cause paranormal activity around them.
1: Hmm.
0: And I said, well, when you watch horror movies, yeah, do you get monsters appearing around mm-hmm.
1: you? <sighs> yeah. No, I think... I, I, go back to... Um... The demon seer, you know, what's yeah. her name? June London June Lund-Lund. Lund-Lund. She says a lot of things, you know, just regular prayer can open up a door. She says, make sure you close that door too, that you protect yourself at all times. You don't know. Our show could bring it. We're going to make, people are going to become possessed because of us. I know it.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what the people don't know is that we say prayers before we do our episodes.
1: Well, we didn't with this one. No, we, <laughs> <laughs> we never say closing prayers. <laughs> Next both of them I had personal experience because I lived in San Giovanni, got to be around the whole story of Padre Pio. This one is uh, goes back earlier to when I was a teenager. I was probably around 17 or 18 at the time, and I just started curious about the Catholic faith because I grew up Catholic, but it didn't really go to church very much. You know, I don't think I ever went to Christmas mass at all. Mo- that's what most people do if they go to church is that once a year or twice a year at Easter. I went sporadically on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> With my dad and mom or my family. And then uh, we never went on holidays.
0: Mm, And I only went to the Christmas one because the music.
1: Yeah, which is nice, but... And the
0: poinsettias.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the poinsettias are nice. They at least have a thousand. My church for Christmas. When I was 17, a friend of mine, she has this prayer group. I've mentioned her before, Beverly Galtieri. She had Emma De Guzman, who's mentioned in Becky's book, if anyone reads her book. um...
0: Look up the journey of a soul satellite.
1: Yep. (laughs) and
0: uh, found on amazon
1: <laughs> so emma is a mystic i've seen some amazing stuff with this person so what happened was and i'll never get this story straight so whoever hears this and knows it i'm sorry but but i'll give you the gist of it so i never heard of this little audrey santo that's who i'm going to be talking about she was a little girl and i'll explain that in a second so emma knows beverly and that beverly formed a prayer group from emma beverly heard of this little audrey santo who it was like a young girl who's paralyzed was a mystic and emma has a mystical experience with little audrey but they never met what do you mean what kind what do you mean they never emma's never been to her house never introduced the mother but emma had a dream of little audrey and then little audrey gave her a rock and a sock right in the dream a rock and a sock yes It wasn't just a dream. Like Emma said, this was a mystical exchange between both of them. That's all I can remember about it. I don't remember anything more. But when Beverly went to Audrey's mother, who was from Worcester, Massachusetts, Beverly talks to Audrey's mother. Her mother said, oh, I used to read to her Rock in the Sock. So that's when Audrey's mother knew that Emma was for real. And then she was like, okay, I want you guys to visit the house. Now, I don't know if Emma ended up visiting. I think she did on her own with Beverly and her husband, But then we did, like, a trip there with a bus. We literally chartered a bus to go to her house. And this would happen quite a bit to this family. Poor Audrey. Okay, now I'm going to get into Audrey's story. Wait a minute. So you guys were taking buses to poor Audrey's house? Yes. You guys are crazy. Well, this is... The mother believed that she was a mystic and that people were getting healing, so she would... All right. So So the mother was allowing this? Yes, yeah, so that's the controversy okay. because when you think about it, you think you just want peace and quiet for your daughter and you believe something so strongly about your daughter but it might not be true and then you're putting her through this like hell and she can't do anything about it because she can't talk, she can't move, she has to be like intubated and cleaned up, she can't go to the bed, ba- you know, she's just stuck in a bed. Brief story of Audrey Santo. So her full name is Audrey Marie Santo, born December 19, 1983 she died april 14 2007. often referred to as little audrey was an american young woman from worcester massachusetts miracles were said to have happened after she suffered severe brain damage in a near drowning accident so audrey santo was the youngest of four children born to linda and steve santo on august 9 1987 three-year-old audrey was playing outside in the driveway with her four-year-old brother stephen when stephen came inside alone Linda and her 12-year-old son Matthew went to look for Audrey and found her face down in the backyard swimming pool. Matthew dived in and pulled Audrey from the pool and she was rushed to the hospital. Audrey remained in a coma for about 3 weeks in intensive care, according to Linda Santo, which is the mom. Doctors recommended she be placed in an institution, but the family wanted her at home. In November, almost 4 months following the accident, Audrey was brought home. Audrey's father, Steve Santo, left the family during the weeks after the accident so he took off of course yeah no and he came back a little later and then took off again oh, okay so she's the mother really suffered because her husband couldn't handle it yeah And so once she was returned home, Audrey required 24-hour nursing care provided by her devoted family and a team of nurses provided by the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind. She breathed through a ventilator and was on a feeding tube for sustenance, taking only communion wafers by mouth. Mm. Audrey's family contended that she was in a state called akinetic mutism, unable to speak and with limited movement, but fully alert and awake. However, Edward Kay, the pediatric neurologist who treated her for eight years following the accident, told a Washington Post reporter that the cell death is about as bad as you can get and still be alive. Her EEGs are profoundly abnormal. She has brain stem activity, but very, very little above the brain stem. Hmm. So she's basically brain dead. Yeah. I mean, that's what scientists say, but there's some people who have come out of these situations, which is weird. And yeah, then but you that's wonder. so rare. It's very rare, but it makes you wonder.
0: The girl drowns. Then after they get her home, she's basically brain dead. Mm-hmm. She's immobilized. Yep. And where does the miracles come in?
1: Okay, so her mom takes her to Medjugorje, which is in Yugoslavia, believing a miracle would happen. So imagine she takes her in her condition to Medjugorje. Mm-hmm which sounds like, why would you do this? But at the same time, what what does She's she have to lose? Yeah. yeah. And mothers do that. So, right. And Medjugorje started in 1981, and it's apparitions of the Virgin Mary to like six kids at oh, the yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And very controversial also. It's so, all controversial. Yes. So Linda believed it would result in Audrey being healed, even bringing a pair of sandals for Audrey to use once she was restored to health. like she Literally, that's how much faith she had. It says, Audrey was present at one of the alleged apparitions. According to her mother, she seemed to be aware and nodded her head as if to say yes. Linda states that Audrey communicated directly with the Virgin Mary. Now, this is a controversy because how the heck did she know she talked to the Virgin Mary just because she nodded her head? Yes. Right. But that was unusual for her to do. She couldn't move. Right. Okay. So that is unusual and she knows that she made a yes type thing. While the Virgin Mary is appearing to the seer, it seems like something happened to her. So Linda states that Audrey communicated directly with the Virgin Mary and agreed to become a victim soul. And a victim soul is someone who God has allowed to suffer, like in a purposeful way, to help others. Audrey subsequently went into cardiac arrest while she was in Medjugorje and almost died, requiring a medical evacuation back to the United States. Then What was happening, it doesn't really state too much here, like the beginnings, but they had her bedroom set up and eventually I think there was, oh, they started having all their religious icons and all this stuff started oiling, getting Mm -hmm. a lot of oil. And then they would gather the oil and give it to people and they'd have healings. Hmm. And they started to realize something was happening with Audrey. I believe that she was a mystic. The stuff that I saw go on there was freaking unbelievable. Okay, so let's get into that. Okay.
0: You went to see Audrey. Yes. You got on a bus yes. with a bunch of mofos yeah. and headed on <laughs> over. Now, was she in Massachusetts at this time? Yeah. Okay, so you're heading to Wor- Worcester. Worcester.
1: So we get there. It's just a regular house, very small. These people don't have money. I mean, obviously, they're taking care of their daughters. Got to take a lot of money or I don't know how anyone does that. They had a viewing room. So what they did is they took her bedroom and they split it with, like, a window. Mm-hmm. They made a divider so she could have no germs and stuff. Just a window so you could see and say a prayer. And so it's weird because this mother is letting her daughter be on display. Yeah,
0: like a pet in a pet store.
1: <laughs> but she believes my daughter's a mystic. Now, this could look like insanity to a doctor. I'm surprised she did not get arrested and be like, you are the cre Like, you're letting hundreds of people come into your house to look at your daughter but she's all fully dressed in a bed i mean still weird yeah and then we were there and actually the nurses had to come and change all our tubes and do all that stuff so a priest had come to say mass which was in their garage and the garage had some artwork and things in it like religious statues so it was couldn't really tell it was much of a garage you know they transformed it a bit you know but it wasn't like beautiful it was just kind of makeshift chapel well, okay so we're getting ready for mass And this is when it starts. The priest has got all his like chalice and things on the altar. And all of a sudden he goes, oh my God, the chalice he goes is filling right before my eyes. Those are all empty. You can't do a mass with a chalice full of oil. And I don't think he would have done that. And he was so used to being there and seeing phenomena, which is pretty deep. It's probably at least eight ounces. So then he had to pour that out and then start over. There was a purple cloth hanging over a cross. The purple cloth—you could see it just start spreading. It was amazing, like this oil. So you witnessed? This. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Then a little tiny crucifix that was just placed on the altar started oiling so much that we had to put it in a cup, and then it filled that cup up. What? While we were doing mass, completely. What does this oil do? It heals. But does it really heal? Some people have been healed, but not other people. Like if you went—that's that, just... not God's plan for everybody, but there is. For some, that's my belief, you know, because God, if you hear me, I'd like a few things (laughs) healed. Well, then my own personal experience, I had, you know, one rosary, plastic beads, super cheap, pretty much get them for free. And the cord is some sort of nylon that it's made out of. The white brand new cord, nylon cord that was turning yellow. So why is it turning yellow? And all of a sudden my hand was all oily and the oil was coming through my rosary. And I ended up giving those away because someone was so enthralled with that. And I was impressed with what happened. But I was- Why did you
0: give that? Now you're going to purgatory because you gave it away.
1: (laughs) That's how you avoid purgatory. No, I gave it to a friend because she was just so like, I can't believe that. I ended up giving those away. I mean, everything was oiling in there. I mean, a cloth was oiling. The two cups were filled with oil just spontaneously, but it took a couple minutes for it to fill up, but that was pretty fast. And everyone was washing it. All eyes are on these like objects. No one was interfering with any of the stuff and things would happen at different intervals. But it was all kind of at the same time. And um, the controversy is, was her mother acting crazy? The other controversial thing, when you think about it, is she would bring her daughter out to these huge, because people wanted to see her so bad, because they believed she was a saint. So they had a local stadium. The whole place would be filled to the max. Priests would do mass there, and little Audrey would be brought there, just so people could be in her presence. I feel bad for the mom. You know, she suffered a lot, too. I feel bad for little Audrey. It's I just, just hope she was not aware of
0: what was happening.
1: I think she was aware. I think that's part of the, tor- like, I don't know. The torment? The torment. But I think she had mystical abilities. Like, there's so many stories. and I wish I could just gather them all up in my head. But Beverly is the one that knew them all. And I think she was had the ability to leave her body. No, she had those type of freedoms. I would hope she so. She had those type of freedoms, yeah. And yeah. she enjoyed heavenly experiences, probably where she got some relief i bet you she was going back and forth
0: so she was born and then like 84 when she died
1: 2007 i think how old was she like 13 14 born in 1983 mm-hmm. and in 2007 14 okay wow i didn't
0: realize she was that young so for 11 years she suffered yeah okay so we've covered padre pio mm-hmm. we've covered little audrey do we have any more
1: Well, I was thinking Medjugorje because Medjugorje, like you look at little Audrey, she had her start in Medjugorje.
0: These really are controversial mystics.
1: They're all, if you look into all of them, even my patron saint, St. Bernadette, so many controversies around her. Unbelievable. I think that's just the nature of our world. The story of Medjugorje is since 1981 in a small village named Medjugorje. It's in the country of Bosnia, Herzegovina, and... Herzegovina. Human mother of Jesus Christ. I don't know why they put that human mother has been appearing in supernatural apparition and giving messages to the world. She tells us that God has sent her to us as an act of grace. The whole message of Medjugorje basically comes down to this. I have come to tell the world that God exists. He is the fullness of life and to enjoy this fullness and peace you must return to God. So imagine there's no other apparition except for one other I can think of, but has had a length of time since that's been going on since 1981. Most people think that's fake. Most of the church and even Pope Francis not too long ago had said that he kind of doesn't believe in it. You know, he thinks it's like is God constantly like sending the Blessed Mother in this way. It just finds it like kind of strange. What do you think? Back when it first happened in 1981, I have a vivid memory because I went to Catholic school. Uh, One of my neighbors who was also went to the school family were from Italy and we'd all played together and we went to school together. So it was Jessica, my sister, John, me, and we all heard about it one day at school. And we both said, you know, we're so little at the time. Do you believe? And John's like, I believe. My sister and I were like, I believe, you know, like we just were very touched by it for some reason. Always stayed with me. Now going back to Beverly Galtieri, She's the one that reeled us into her prayer group because of Emma. And she had been to Medjugorje like over 20 times. She had some amazing, amazing stories from there. And so many people show up with faith that you wonder, if it was fake, does people's faith still bring this about?
0: Could be power of manifestation, power of prayer. Yeah.
1: but the church has always looked at. To know if something's real is to, to show a true heroic virtue. Not just regular virtue like most people have that to some degree. Heroic virtue. Yeah, it's got to Extraordinary. Extraordinary. And when I say extraordinary, I mean they sacrifice their whole lives and they devote themselves to this. And they're not living double lives or secret lives. Like a lot of our bishops and priests love to do. The amount of people that go there and the, the amount of time some of them spend with people and try to help them. And one of the visionaries, I think her name is Vitska, you see something in her face that is like joy and suffering mix. You know, like you see something there that's different than most people. So I believe that there's something going on there. There's a weird thing going on in the Catholic Church ever since 1962, I think, where we switched from a different way of saying Mass, which was always traditionally in Latin. It got put in the vernacular. And so there's all these people from that time period that say, it should have never been done. They stick with the Latin. I love the Latin mass. I go to it quite often. So there's this weird split that happened in the church in a way. And I understand like everything behind. I, I know why there's all these controversies even in the church with these splits. And when you look at the controversies that developed because where Padre Pia was from, nowhere, only place that was on that mountain was that monastery. They isolated themselves for a reason to stay away from people. Yeah. Now it's a town. When I lived there, it were, you'd hear nightclubs going on at night. Mm. You would hear, you know, it was bustling, the money that's being made there, too. You're like, you'd, there's a lot of gypsies in, in Europe, so the whole, like... I don't there's think a, that's
0: PC to say gypsies anymore.
1: What are they called? I don't know, but I feel like we're going to get in trouble for saying that. I bet you if we talk to one of them, they're like, yeah, I'm a gypsy. <laughs>
0: gypsies,
1: and tramp- thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean to throw you. up is funny. <laughs> you know, Medjugorje, it's bringing in millions of people since 1981. Millions visit their only COVID now. They've been struggling, like, with financially because of everything shutting down. And I still pay attention to everyone. So I'm like, I want to hear what the message, but the messages are all very similar. And that's the other controversy. Why would she just keep repeating very similar yeah. messages? But some people have experienced really extraordinary things there. So I don't know. It's a place in my heart for some reason, but I don't say I believe or not. It's weird. How can it be in your heart if you say you don't really know if you believe or not? But the other thing that people might not know that are listening to this is the church, you don't have to believe in any of these, you know, any of them. Even if the church approves it, you don't have to believe it whatsoever. The only thing they require you to believe in is Jesus, the gospel, and the teachings that they have, you know, but that's it. You don't have to believe in any of the mystical
0: yeah, but the mystical yeah. part's the best part. It is
1: the best part. That's the whole reason I was attracted to the church, because it seemed like it's amazing. It's, it sounds crazy. But yeah, but well, I, I mean, like that.
0: I know that's why we're doing yeah. this podcast. Yep. We just want to keep searching. But those are controversial mm-hmm. mystics. Folks, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at to the spiritpod at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. We're on Instagram. If you want to support us, Anchor dot fm slash to the spirit and we have a little support button if you'd like to support us in another way go to apple podcasts or stitcher and leave us a rating give us a five star tell a friend about us help us help you we want to bring you good content we want to bring you good interviews as always everything will be linked down in the description box
1: below and if you want to avoid purgatory stop giving money to the poor
0: (laughs) to the spirit podcast supernatural science
1: Analia. i'm ghost of
0: ghost spirit divine source heaven the
1: dead, it's magic, it's magic.